0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by rubbing alcohol into a bullet wound to stop the pain, but then you remember you're in the fourth grade play. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The World of Cuts the Podcast, the only podcast that had the rise, the fall, and then the rise again. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to do our first of the topic of what the hell happened to Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, what a man. Um, I I think he kind of sits a little bit more with like our age group because it's like we remember him so fondly in like the 90s and like the early 2000s. Um, and then I think for a lot of us, like he just kind of like disappeared. And for years, like nobody really knew like what happened to him. And then now he's getting kind of like this resurgence. And I feel like it's important to talk about like that where it's like, he he'd kind of like vanished off the face of the earth and now like again he's getting like this kind of like renaissance of himself again so would you call it a renaissance a renaissance <laughs> ooh did you steal that from something <laughs> yeah they, they oh, that's man. that's what
1: they've been saying over the um everybody cuz he's winning so many awards for mm-hmm. the whale uh over at like the Golden Globe and stuff, and they're just like it's a renaissance. I, I love like, that. It's pretty cool. That's wonderful. They yeah. <laughs> should
0: always be telling him that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know like how you kind of like, like how you kind of like took notes for this thing. Um. I kind of like broke it down into like three separate parts, basically, of like what happened to him. Okay. Um. Basically, like we started like I I wanted to start it off like again like talking about like the late. Nineties, early two hundreds, like early two hundreds. Yes, <laughs> he's been around for <laughs> so long. BC or AD? What are we? <laughs> oh, both. <laughs> he, he's been around forever. <laughs> um, early nineties or late nineties, early two thousands. Like he was kind of like the guy. He was, and he
1: was um what we don't really have anymore, which is like a proper leading man. Yeah, like, Brendan Fraser was, and I mean, obviously not really so much anymore these days, but. He's kind of like the last of a dying breed, yeah. which was like, he was a, a literal proper leading man. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, I kind of considered him to be in that same, He, I'm, I'm, I basically consider him to be similar to like what John Travolta had going on.
0: Yeah, like when he was younger, like the Grease and like the Pulp Fiction type.
1: Well, not Pulp Fiction because everything prior to Pulp Fiction for years and years and years was like garbage for mm -hmm. him. But more or less, like Travolta was the guy Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time. And then he started making some not so successful films. And then some things happened to him uh, in his personal life. And he kind of just got blacklisted mm-hmm. as, like, not really the guy anymore. And he was just making, like, crappy movies, right? Um, but the thing that I think, I mean, a lot of that aligns with Brendan Fraser as well. Yeah. But the thing that I think really kind of was like, okay, yeah, you guys are almost one of the same was how Travolta back in, like, the 90s, while not beloved in Hollywood Mm -hmm. was really beloved by like the people. Yes. Right. Travolta would go out and go to a restaurant and people would be like screaming at him. Mm -hmm. Like, and this was when this was like in, in the height of the, the worst era of Travolta in Hollywood Mm -hmm. where he was making not a lot of movies and nobody really wanted to make him the leading man of anything really worth anything. And He would be walking down the street, though, to go to a restaurant. And people would be, like, shouting out their windows from their cars. And people would come up to the table and say, you know, like, Travolta, Johnny. You know, all these things. Like, Mm -hmm. we love you. We love you. So, like, the people loved him. But Hollywood just, like, couldn't see it. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that was very similar to what happened with Brendan. Where it's, like, the leading man for so many years. The mummy, right? Like, these these classic movies that for our generation has just been like you know these are like staple films yeah and when brendan fraser would go out places everybody loves him everybody loves mm -hmm. him in like the in the real world yeah but hollywood was just like no
0: and that's the thing too because like if you watch like any interview with brendan fraser like he he is such a nice guy like he is so like thankful for like everybody that like has ever supported him and it's like for me like i i fondly remember like biggest two things was like him in george of the jungle and of course the mummy like the mummy franchise like would not have been anything without him like he was he was just really really good in those films He's and right. it, and it showed that like you know he he was the leading man and like it's important that like you know like any role that he took on like being the leading man like he made the best of it but like he also showed like in this period of time where it's like in the 90s it was all like action films yeah and like to have him be in the mummy and be like yes it's an action film but he's also playing this very strategical like um like like showcasing like artifacts and like like actually like trying to like defeat like supernatural elements it's like he brought like something slightly different to the table with those films than, like, most, like, action heroes during the time of, like, you think of, like, anything that, like, Bruce Willis and, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were doing where it's, like, it's just literally going and shooting and then yeah. being done with it. Yeah. Like, Brendan Fraser did, like, something a little bit differently.
1: Well, I mean, yes, but you also, like, granted, that was the character that yes, he was playing. Ex- exactly. So, like, it was written that way. So, like, I don't know if I would necessarily, like, give all the credit to him for that because he's playing like that's, that's what the movie was. So anybody who got that role would have necessarily been, it would have been the same thing, but I do. What I think the real point is, is that Brennan Fraser was actually like a really good actor. Yeah. Like he had and, the charisma for it. And, and he had the, he had like the physicality. He mm-hmm. like, he had everything that you could really want. Like he was very good looking. Yes. Right. Like super, Handsome. super good looking, good, like great body on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, he had really, really great, like, like you said, charisma. Like mm-hmm. he had that physicality that not a lot of actors have. Like he's very much a comedic actor almost first. Yeah. Because those are the roles that he was given, right? Like he was he was doing all of these kind of like slapsticky type of things. Like his facial expressions and the way that he would move his body in the Mummy and and all of these things are like it's so it's such a physical thing. Yeah. Like you could tell that he's when when he was studying acting, he was really kind of he was probably studying like Chaplin. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, like things like that where guys like that where it's very physical first. But on top of that, You go back and you watch things like Encino Man or things like movies where he's where he was much younger and he was really trying to be a much more like serious kind of actor or like Mm. Crash. And he actually is delivering like really good performances, like proper, proper performances. So that
0: was the thing, too, because like I I've never seen Crash, but I heard like that was like one of those like the films like more towards like the like the end of um, the 90s. Where it's like, that was like a solid, like serious performance by him. Yeah,
1: it was great. Mm-hmm. you never seen Crash? Nope. You should watch Crash. Crash got a lot of awards. Everybody kind of like now, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if it was really as good as I remember mm-hmm. it. But Brendan Fraser in that movie is very
0: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately what happened then too was that it kind of came to like my first point of like the box office bombs.
1: Yeah, he made some bad movies. Yeah,
0: so it sucks too because it's like right around the same time of like The Mummy being released, which I think was like 1998 I think it came out the first one. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. Um, but like, 1999 was like kind of like the start of like downhill. Like he did a movie called like Deadly Do Right, which like Deadly Do Right, yeah, 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 like him being a mountie. And yeah, like, he that was, was that was very slapsticky. Yeah, um, very
1: like physical comedy. Yeah, and uh, him and I don't I don't remember who the who his leading lady was in that, but all I remember I remember watching that movie and. They had like, it, it's literally like slaps like comedy, like stepping on a plank of wood and coming up and yes. smacking them in the face type yeah. of stuff.
0: And then the other plank of wood hitting her and then she falls into his lap. It's
1: very much like just, yeah, like it's not, it wasn't very good.
0: Yeah. And, and then that movie definitely was a box office bomb because like it was, I think it was the budget for the film was like 70 million and it made 10 million back. Yeah. So it's like, that's great. bad. Yeah. Um, And then like you got like other films where it's like, I, I didn't remember him in it. But he was in um, Looney Tunes Strike Back. Yeah. Or Back in Action. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't no. know why. He was like the main guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that was kind of like a little bit of a flop. And then he did another movie called like Monkey Bone. Yep. Which was a flop. And then unfortunately around that time was like when Hollywood started to like kind of question him as a leading man where it's like, can he be like he has that look to him, but can he lead the role? Yeah, And it, it was unfortunately just a case of like bad movie picks.
1: It's kind of ironic where it's kind of it's just, it's funny to me that I mean, and, and there are elements of, of Hollywood that, of course, work in this way where you have an actor who is the name alone is supposed to bring in tickets. Yeah. And that's, I guess, where they were thinking of like, oh, he's he's not like the leading man, but it's also just like, yeah, but it doesn't matter who the leading role man like these movies were shit yes like it didn't matter who the fuck was the le- like it could yeah. have been anybody right mm-hmm. like it could have been daniel day lewis like exactly. it, it it didn't matter like these movies just weren't good mm-hmm. so like it's funny it's funny how hollywood works where it's like oh you've made a few bad movies the movie you didn't make he didn't write the movie he didn't direct the movie yeah. right so it's like why are, why are the him. why is the writers and directors not being outcasted and, but the but the leading man is yeah because
0: they're the forefront like, they're the
1: ones who created the idea of the movie
0: yeah but i think the problem is is that like they're the ones that are like looking to see where it's like oh if you're a good actor you can turn shit into gold and that's not the case. No, like you can't do like no. Same a good. Uh,
1: I was listening to Brian Cranston talk about um about his acting process and how he was like you know I can take, I can take. He's like a good actor can take um like maybe B level material, mm-hmm. and I can maybe elevate it to like A. Yeah. But if it's D level, I'm not gonna get it to B be a level like it's just not possible yeah right so like it doesn't matter who the hell is in the role if it's not a good role or if the characters aren't written well the writing is bad then you it's just gonna it's not gonna be good no matter what
0: exactly and that's the shitty thing is that like he kind of got like blamed for it almost yeah um and then we get to like the second part which is like the mental health of brennan fraser like slowly deteriorating um and i guess there's like there's a full-on interview that you can go and watch on like youtube and anything like um, from 2018 with, uh, GQ about like everything that basically happened. But, uh, I guess like back in like 2003, there was like, uh, Philip Burke. Yeah. He was like, like the, of the head guy, of,
1: one of the guys of, uh,
0: HFPA. Yeah. He was
1: like, he's like the ex president, um, mm-hmm. of them. And yeah, there was some sexual assault yes. allegations basically and it's weird because like you kind of get a little tensed when you hear like oh man like Brendan Fraser sexual assault and then you realize that Brendan Fraser was the victim yes and then you're like oh
0: yeah (laughs) yeah he was the one that was sexually assaulted and then he kind of like tried to like hide it for a little bit but then that like really got to him and then he tried to like out it and then it got like very messy basically like the guy Philip Burke like denied everything um and then from that he kind of got like like shadow blacklisted yeah i I would
1: say that he probably got blacklisted and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like why you know people it's very frustrating because that's when people people be like oh if you were sexually assaulted why don't you just like say like just say something yeah it's like yeah but like these people are like he said something and then all of a sudden like he's no longer getting roles and he's no longer allowed to work and you know Plus, on top of that, like, I mean, he was going through a lot. Like, his wife oh, yeah. his wife divorced him. Yeah, 2007. He was, he was going through, uh, like, legal battles with his wife. Yep. Um, and on top of that, he's got, like, this whole thing going on. His body was, like, falling apart.
0: Yeah, by, like, what was it? Uh, like, the years of, like, the stunt work and everything like that. Because he had, like, a little bit of, like, a reprise, like, in, I want to say, like, 2004-ish, 2005-ish. But, like, he literally went on camera and said, like, you know, he's put together with, like, tape and ice, basically yeah like like because of like all the years of like doing like those action-esque roles like his his physical form started to deteriorate
1: yeah uh he had to get multiple surgeries i think his back his knees his vocal cords yeah like which was crazy like his
0: vocal cords like he had to get like both knees replaced he had to have like a spinal fusion in his neck
1: yeah he's like the man was just falling apart yeah um And then, you know, I mean, yeah, and then and then you're like watching his career and there isn't really much of a career to watch. I mean, he's making like these what like these small kind of guest appearances on television shows. Yeah. He's got that one role uh that robot guy thing.
0: So, So like he I remember too, like he was like uh in the show Scrubs. He was like the brother, he was in that for like a couple of episodes. Um, but that's because like that's all he could get, like in between surgeries is just like these small TV roles. Yeah um and that was basically like what it got down to and then Do you know uh, that he was did you
1: see that he was considered for Superman?
0: Yes, and then they gave it to a different guy named uh Brendan. Yeah. I don't remember what his name was, okay. but I mean that movie was shit anyway. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it would have it would have kind of been like a okay, he's back like in the leading role, but like again, it's another shit movie. Yeah. So in my opinion, he dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then in like 2013, like it got so bad where it's like he wasn't getting like any roles, and the whole like legal battle with his ex-wife was like really really crazy where it's like basically he needed to pay for child support 75 thousand dollars a month yeah which is insane and then he was like I can't like pay this like I need a reduction on it yeah and they basically were like man eh, not really <laughs> which is horrible yeah and then we get to kind of like that redemption slope so it was like around that time of like 2015-ish he started like, he was, he was done with surgeries. He was kind of like back on his feet where it's like he could start to act again. Um, he wasn't getting anything like movie really wise, but like you were mentioning, like he started getting into like TV shows. Yeah. So like him playing like robot man on doom patrol, like my brother watches the show and like he would, he would tell me about it. And then he was like, Oh yeah. Like Brendan Fraser's in it. I was like, no fucking way. Like he's actually like a character, like every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was the point where I was like, that's really cool that, like, he started to kind of, like, get somewhere again. Um, and that was, like, the biggest role that I knew him for. I know he also did, like, another show called, like, Texas Rising. Um, he did another one called, like, Trust and another one called, like, Condor. Like, all throughout, like, this time frame of, like, 2015 to, like, 2020. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, biggest one, Darren Aronofsky casting him as the main role for The Whale which it. they
1: filmed five yeah from where weirdly I live, enough where they yeah they filmed it uh, like at a mo- at a motorcycle museum uh literally like down the road from me
0: yeah which is super weird but i remember
1: i remember them being there Watch like i remember seeing all of the stuff because i, I would pass it very often mm-hmm. um and i would see like all the tents and it would say like this way to set and this you know all this like stuff and i'm like what are they doing in there like it was like clearly they're doing like some type of tv or movie or something but what is it and then i was listening to uh aronofsky's like an interview with him and he was like yeah you know we 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 were uh we were we were filming in this motorcycle warehouse uh in Newburgh, new york Mm -hmm. and i was like what that was the movie that that was being made there it was like insane to me and it was like peak pandemic so yeah no no brendan fraser running around like at like our local stores or anything i would imagine but yeah he was there it was cool it's really cool to 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 um there's a lot of actually like stuff happening in our area. Yeah. Uh, I know even filming. in like
0: Fishkill too, like like the the Red Line Diner is like used in like multiple movies. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of like little locations and stuff. Um I don't know, there's a lot of things popping up in the Hudson Valley of uh uh like NTVs and stuff. I think they did um what's that show? What's that certain sur- not servant? Um what's the that bachelor? Show? What? No. Uh, <laughs> it's like a really uh, everybody loves it milf manor is it servant it's the one where um i can't think of anybody in the fucking show
0: i have no idea what you're talking about
1: there's that show where they like they go to um they like clock into work and when they clock in like their brains get like completely wiped out and like oh, it's like and... it's like oh i'm a... yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just like the work uh, work person and then like when they when they clock out they they like Come back to like who they actually are, yeah. but they have like no recollection of what they were doing, um, in work and like it's a really like everybody loves the show. I know um, what you're talking about, I don't and know. I. But they filmed that like in Beacon, hmm. so there's just like a lot of things happening. Weird. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, Brendan
0: Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. So like 2022, like again, made the whale. Made He's the, in the whale. whale. Um, is currently nominated for multiple awards, including best lead actor. For a role for the Oscars, so um, I mean, at the time of this recording, like we don't know, like I think it's in like March that like the Oscars start. Um, my hope and prayer is that he gets it. I still have yet to see the whale. I really want to. Um, I'm probably gonna try and check it out like this week. It's fine. Yeah,
1: it's good. I don't. It's good. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser's performance is like really what what elevates it. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I was actually a little like the movie affected me differently. I think than most people because. There was, there was just like, I, I related a lot to being fat. No, but (laughs) like the things that there were, there were like some key things that happened in the movie that I was like, this is just like, like my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, there was an element of that, that kind of like affected me in a way. Um, I just don't think that the writing is great, unfortunately. Mm. For like a lot of it. Weird,
0: especially from Arnofsky. Well it's
1: not he didn't write it. Oh no? No, no. Oh. It's based on a play, and the guy who actually wrote the play is the one is the one who wrote the screenplay. Mm. And I felt like the guy who wrote the play if there, there was a lot of there was definitely like some things in this movie where it was like very surface level. Okay. Like, like I don't know how many times they said in the fucking movie like that Brendan Fraser's character um left his daughter like and and he hasn't like spoke to her in like eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I've heard this already. And then she's like, you 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 left me, you left me eight years ago, and then you you don't talk to me for eight years? And it's like, okay, I heard that. Mm-hmm. And then and then like they get into an argument, right? And then it's like, you left me eight years ago. And I'm like, all right, wait, we, we've heard this again. And yeah. like it's just like some of that writing was like not great, mm-hmm. but um, overall, the score, everything, everything, it's really good. It's a really good Aronofsky film. Mm-hmm. um i just wish the writing was a little better yeah
0: but i mean hopefully
1: but his brandon fraser's performance is really good
0: hopefully from this too like he kind of gets like back in the swing of things like like even if he goes in kind of like a Nicolas cage route of like doing like these lead roles but doing like very like indie style stuff yeah i think that would also be like really cool for him just yeah. just because now like he's kind of like back on his feet again he's getting like that that reprise of like okay we knew you were the guy in the 90s and the early 2000s like you can still be the guy yeah i don't think think
1: he's ever gonna be at the height of like what he was yes but i do think that i'm hoping that that there's going to be like some type of renaissance yes for for his (laughs) career um there's just He's like the nicest dude in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like you listen to his golden go his Golden Globe speech, and it's like mm-hmm. it just makes you want to fucking cry. Yeah, and I mean,
0: he, yeah, and like any interview that you watch with him, like he's just a sweetheart of a man.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, he's great. And then like, and the thing is too that, that like when you watch, if you go back and you and you watch like that Golden Globes um, acceptance speech, everybody there, like all of his peers, love him. Yeah, like you can see that, like. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so happy for him. Yes. Right. Like when he when he was up there and and like having that like, giving his speech, like everybody was like standing and mm-hmm. like clapping for him, and like you could tell that there was like this genuine, um, just love and appreciation for him. And I don't know. It's frustrating that that it that you know that his career took like such a downward spiral and it's just like a series of bad luck and just things that are just unfortunate Mm -hmm. um but i i mean i'm excited to like see what he does next yeah and like to see like where he's gonna be in the next like five six seven years
0: well that's why like i hope like with this like he gets some of that recognition that he deserves and yeah he obviously had like with the golden globes and like hopefully again like with the oscars where it's like people really recognize him for like what he can do and what he has done so uh, yeah, all I want for Christmas is Brendan Fraser to be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's what the hell happened to Brendan Fraser.
1: You have a recommendation?
0: I do have a recommendation. A um, little weird something something kind of like similar to like how a couple weeks back like you recommended like your hat. Oh Okay, Um, something that I didn't even realize but like I'm wear I wear them constantly. um, And it is Neff beanies actually. I wanted to recommend Neff uh, Nef beanies. Okay. Um, so, kind of kind of interesting backstory too with Neff. Uh, so it is still like the first like authentic like snowboard slash like skateboarding like headwear,
1: which you do neither of those. I
0: used to skateboard a little bit, <laughs> just a just a teeny bit. Um, created by Sean Neff in two thousand two. Um, something that I thought was really interesting with, like, the backstory of it is because, like, when he was in college, like, he was trying to make a name for himself, like, building, like, his own brand, and, like, he would, like, 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 create t-shirts and, like, put the logos of, like, Neff and everything on it, and, like, he would try and, like, sell them and give them out, and, like, he tried to get, like, involved because he was, like, a big surfer, snowboarder, skater, like, throughout his entire life, um, and he tried to give them out to some of, like, the the name brand like people and they were like oh sorry like our contracts because we're under like these different brands we can't do that so he kind of had this ingenious thing where it's like he took a look and he was like nowhere in any of these contracts does it state anything about like headwear so he he took that idea and then he decided like Okay, I'm going to go to Target, I'm going to get a bunch of headbands, I'm going to get a bunch of beanies, I'm going to put my logo on it. And then that's how he kind of got, like, recognized a little bit, because it's, like, there was nothing in there stating that you can't wear, like, a specific headband or headwear. Um, And then, like, from that, like, once he started getting a little recognized, then he started, like, making his own material for the beanies. Um, And then he's been working with, like, like, a crazy amount of people, like, within, like, multiple industries, like, I mean... Snoop Dogg was, like, his first, like, big, like, collaboration. Um, and that got, like, major success from it. Um, I know he did, like, something with Kevin Durant, too, uh, most recently. And then something that I thought was cool, too, like, he worked with uh, uh, was it Scarlett Johansson to create beanies for, like, cancer patients. Mm. Um, besides that, too, they're just, like, really, really comfy. Um, I go through, like, these phases, like, every few years where it's, like, I'll get like a different beanie and then I'll basically like cut my hair like short. And then as I kind of grow my hair back out, like I wear those beanies to grow the beanie out um, and then it becomes like, just like this perfect fit for my head no. by the time that I have long hair again. I don't know. I have like a bunch of different colors. I usually tend to like, especially now, like in the fall winter esque frame, like I tend to like match them like with what I'm wearing for the day. So they're just a quality beanie that like I have I have ones that have lasted me like 4 or 5 years like nothing's wrong with it like not a tear in it. Yeah. And um it was weird. It was it was like one of those ones where it's like I didn't even realize that like I'm constantly using it cuz it's just part of like my wardrobe every day. Right. So cool. Neff beanies. You have a what movie are we doing? Well, next? yeah, I was waiting for you to ask. <laughs> it's kind of weird, too. I don't know if you realize we kind of been doing like this very Like, noir, mystery, thriller-esque month. Okay. Not even realizing it, uh, with Under the Silver Lake, and then the outfit. So, um, I'm going to keep that going. And this is the one, if I can't win you with this one, then I'm just going to give up on it. It's fucking anime. It is anime. We're going to do Perfect Blue. This is, I I feel this is going to be the one. Okay. Perfect Blue. Okay. You're going to like it. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. (laughs)